0: Hey friends, if you're tuning in, you've been prayed for, we are ready to jump into God's Word today. How many people are ready to hear a good word from the Lord? Amen. Amen. How many people had a great week last week? Good. Let's keep it going. Well, I want to share today by just asking you a couple of questions. Who can tell me what today is? And first, was going to say, well, buddy, we know it's, we know it's Sunday. We got that. Uh, okay, we got that. But it's, it's the week that we celebrate after the big celebration. All right? This is what's going on. Last week, what do we celebrate? Resurrection weekend, right? So now it's a week gone by. And and so what I want to get to today is, how has last week impacted your this week? You see where I'm going with this thing? In other words, are you living out the week after in the resurrection power? And I thought about that, and I said, you know, do we view that event like once a year, like a birthday? Happy birthday, good, everything's good, and all that, you know, blow out the candles and get to work. Do we view the resurrection day, do we view it like an anniversary? Oh, baby, I love you. You're just wonderful. Everything good. What's for dinner? Did you fix the screen door? You know what I mean? And we just go business as usual. Or are we living in the power of the resurrection in Christ? And that's what I pray today, that we're, we're just moving forward. So what I want to get into here, what is the difference in your life from last week? What is the difference? How is it making a difference, a lasting difference in your life That of the resurrection. See, I think a lot of times we just get all wrapped around that one event. And that's an awesome event. But do we let that event really permeate our heart and then walk it out in a day-to-day situation? Somebody say amen if you know you're doing it. Say oh me if you need to do it. All right, we're right in here. We're going to hit one of them one way or the other, right? So that's what I'm looking at today. But think about this. How is it making a lasting difference? In your life, but not only that, not just last week, but the real-time thing of 2,000 years ago, that of, the Jesus, of Jesus Christ coming to earth, living a sinless life, paying for your sin debt in full, and rising on the third day, sitting in the right-hand side of God, for you and I, it's, uh, just going back and forth, telling, look, you are mine. He's our advocate. He is the one that is, is in place to cover our sin, actually to annihilate our sin. Amen? So I want you to hear that today. And, and I think about this, man. Be honest. In the last seven days... Have you been living in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ? Ain't looking at you, ain't pointing at you. I just look like this. And that's something only that you can answer. But you know, I want to challenge us each day to live in that. And it's a choice for the rest of your life, daily, choice by choice. Are we living in the resurrecting power of the Lord? Is that our hope? Is that where we're clinging to? Is that where our victory is? Are we living in grace? Are we living in that holiness? So I want to kind of set the, the stage here. If you got your Bibles, we're going to end up here, all right? We're going to end up about uh, John 20, verse 26 and 28, 27, even a little bit further. But I want to unpack a few things. So if you got your Bibles with you, turn with me to John chapter 20, uh, about verse 19. If not, i got most of the stuff up here that we're going to share today. So I want to kind of unpack this a little bit. I thought, well, Lord, what was going on? with the disciples the week after. What a difference a week makes. What a difference a day makes. What's a what a difference a choice makes. I mean, there's one phone call you can get can make a big difference. But if we're walking in the power of God and we're walking in the grace of God, we can deal with those things. So let's take a little look at this. I'm going to read a little bit here. And we're starting at John chapter 20, 19. Uh, right, here we go. And it says, Then the same day at the evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, Where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be with you. Peace be unto you. After he said this, he showed his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Let's talk about it out a little bit. Jesus is not the author of confusion. Amen. Every time you see Jesus showing up on the scene, it's my peace be with you. And, and I want to talk about that because look at this all the time. Do, do, are we living a life of peace or are we living our life our crisis so many times? If you're a believer, we need to be walking in the peace. Now that doesn't mean that we don't have tough times. I'm never minimizing that. But look at this. I believe that Jesus is still saying that to us today. My peace be with you. How can we say that? Well, buddy, you don't know what I'm going through. You're exactly right. But the Lord did. And he says, hey, I got it. What do we say all the time? God's got it. That's what we're looking at. Hey, it's not always the time we like it, the way we like it, but we can trust that God's in control. So look at this here as we go through there. Even when when we're, we're looking at all these things, God is faithful to his word. Amen. And so look at this a little bit more. Let's go on to the next one. Again, Jesus says to Peter, excuse me, Jesus says, peace be with you. As the father sent me, I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed them on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sin, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. I looked at this and I said, man, how many know this right here as we're walking through this, that when he says, peace be with you, he is the one that holds the pieces together. He's the stiller of the storm. He's the one that rose from dead. He's the one that sees the beginning from the end. He's the one that looked down through time and knew that you were going to be here today for this message. Amen. Nothing surprises God. So when he says, peace be with you, let's walk in that. You know, you say, well, buddy, it's easy for you. No, no You don't know what Pastor Bud goes through, right? I don't know what a lot of things you guys go through. But I'm going to tell you what. I have a choice. You have a choice of what we're going to believe. And I'm going to believe Jesus. Amen. I'm not saying that my day is always, oh, man, he's just happy-go-lucky. There's tough times. But I'm going to go back to this. We're going to get these, these staples in us. We're going to get these these. these Pieces of just good info in our life, so that we got stability in the Lord. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Now, now this is what happened that evening. Okay, after the resurrection. Now the week goes by. Let's keep on rolling. Jesus appears to old Thomas. Here we go. Now Thomas, also known as the twin, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, "We have seen the Lord." But he said to them, unless I see the nails in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. How many know that that was not a good day for Thomas to miss church? Huh? Can you imagine? Let's just put it in real time. Oh, man. Hey, man, where were you at this Sunday? Oh, man, I had some stuff to do. I said, well, what was happening in that church? <laughs> Jesus showed up. Ah, oh, yeah. No, no, no. But watch what happens. Next Sunday, he's in the house. Amen. He's there. See, this is what happens. I want you all to hear this. God can move anywhere all the time, all, any way he chooses. But he, he, he uses us as the body of Christ to come in here and get built up so we can go out into the highways and the hedges. Amen. Okay, so I want you to hear that. Not a good day for him to miss church. Imagine that, man. And every time we get together, God gives us an opportunity for something supernatural to happen. He says, we're two or more and gathered. There he is also. When you come in here, do you feel the presence of God? I pray that you do. Hey, you're carrying him with you, holding Spirit with you. When we're praising the Lord, man, are you worried about, man, my shoe is hurting, my foot, man, Or you say, man, I'm here to praise the Lord. See, we have a choice when we get up in the morning. Let me tell you, I made a choice this morning when I got up. I didn't think about getting up at 7 and dragging all the stuff and putting it in the car and pulling back up here and moving all the chairs with everybody else and putting them back down and stuff not working. You see, that would be complaining, right? But we're blessed to have this. I said, you know what, Lord? I get to do this. I got an awesome team coming around here. I'm going to see my brothers and sisters in the Lord. We're going to praise you. We're going to put this thing together. We are going to crank this thing up for Jesus. See the difference? It's a choice. I did the same work. I did the same thing. But I'm honoring God with that instead of dragging all the junk with me. You ever seen that? You ever see people come in church sometimes? I know it doesn't happen here. How y'all doing? Yeah, yeah. Would you want I don't, I'll just sit anywhere? Would you like some coffee? Well, how hot is it? How is it? See, that doesn't happen here because they don't give you any choice. They just start blessing you as soon as you get here. Bringing cake over and everything else. See, y'all at home, you're missing out. But see, that's, that's the whole thing. Loving on one another. That fellowship. You don't want to miss out. I'm not talking about church attendance. I'm talking about being in the presence of God, amen, with your brothers and sisters. That's huge, man. He says, don't forsake the assembly. How many people have learned a few things from their brothers and sisters as they've been here? Hands everywhere, all the time. Hey, guess what? We do that on Tuesday nights, too. We can do that all the time. We can come together. We live in a country that we can come together freely. That's a blessing. We take so many things for granted, don't we? But I pray that, you know what? Today, that we, we kind of recalibrate after we watch what's going on in Thomas's life and watch how God goes to great lengths to reach him where he is, all right? So let's keep on going here. Now, this is where I wanted to get into, all right? Verse 26. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. He didn't miss out on that, did he? The doors were locked. Jesus came and stood among them and said, what do you say again? Peace be with you. Three times in just a few things, peace, 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 right? I want us to grab, that's for somebody today, grab a hold of the peace. Now, if they can have peace in the midst of this thing going on here, we ought to be able to find some peace with Jesus. They had just seen their, their, their leader beaten, bruised. Crucified, laid in the ground, then they thought he was gone, then they didn't know, and then they thought he was the gardener, all these different things going on. It was probably a little pandemonium, right? Can you imagine going and interviewing somebody there? Well, what's happening over there? Well, I went to the tomb and then it was rolled away, and they're going, we'll be back to you cutting over here. They don't know what happened just yet, right? But see, as God starts unpacking his word to them in real time, showing them what happened, he's risen. He didn't roll the stone away. The angel that rolled the stone away for him to get out. He rolled the stone away so that we can see in and have confidence in Christ. Amen. Let's keep on going. So this is what's going on. And he says, peace be with you. Verse 27. Then he said to Thomas, put your fingers here. See my hand? Reach your hand out. Reach your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said, my Lord and my God. See, we want to hang stuff on Thomas a lot of times in the Bible, like he just didn't believe. It wasn't that he didn't believe, as much as he questioned. And if your question brings you to an answer that ties into the truth, then it's not a bad thing, is it? Because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a little bit more scoop on Thomas here in a little bit later. Hey, you know what? He might have been on the fence there, but he jumped over with Jesus after this, amen? Let's keep on rolling. So we're looking at this here. Over and over, I think we miss so much of this, man. But look at this. Thomas wasn't missing out on anything after that. And I said, each week, you know what? When we come in here, a lot of times people don't see this online and everything. We always take a few minutes to check the pulse rate of our family, what's going on, everything else. We turn the cameras off. We just kind of hang out. Say, how can I pray for you? What's going on? How, how, what's praise, what's a praise in your life? And you know why we do that? Because we want to make sure we're loving on our family. We want to make sure if there's a need that can be met, we want to be able to try to meet that through the Lord. If there's somebody we can pray for, we want to take time to pray with them. We want to, we want to know that, that they care, they take time. And so many times, you know, people just say, well, I, I don't know about this, I don't know about I I don't need to go to church, I don't need to do this. This is not about going to church message. It's about being involved in the kingdom building. It's about having a relationship with the Lord and plugging into the body of Christ so that iron sharpens iron, so that we get the word and we come alongside. And let me tell you, everybody has a part to play. You say, well, I don't understand what part I have. You might be surprised. I think about this all the time. I just, just popped in my mind, Randy just led me through it. Randy and Tom's been coming back and forth. I met Randy some time ago. We were out doing an outdoor thing out here with the uh, with the Christian Motorcycle Association, and they were doing a skit. And out of all the people out there, the guy doing the skit started getting chest pains. God had done send his 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 main man right here. Randy, he's a, he's an EMS. E, is that right? EMS EMT. Yeah, EMT. Whatever EMS is, I don't know what that is. <laughs> we have to figure that out, but. Here he is. God has turned around and already prepared for that. And from that right there, God is using that. He's here all the time. Different things like that. Now, I bet you that day that he came here, he wasn't thinking, well, I'm I'm on duty. I'm on duty. But see, when you have your calling, aren't you really always on duty? As a Christian, aren't you always on duty to be ready to come alongside and, and, and give, you know, a testimony of why you believe what you do? That maybe you... Encourage somebody. So even those things, you might think, well, how could God use me? Well, I don't know CPR or anything else. Okay, that's okay. What is it? Maybe, maybe you're, you're, you're a prayer. Maybe you're an encourager. Maybe you're here and for a time that we get to encourage you. But what I want to tell you is everybody has a piece of the puzzle. Don't think that your part is not important. Please don't think your part is not important. Got a little sidetracked, but I want you to see that today. But over and over when we look through this, it's a powerful time when we get to come together. Now, I want to ask you this. Each week we give some testimony. We share a little bit what God's doing. We come together and pray with one another and everything else. But look at this. Now, what happens when you go back to work on Monday or you go, go down the road after you eat here, go here and maybe get something to eat? Does it wear off? When you when you get to work, how many people say, hey, man, what was church about? You know? Do they see something different in your life? Is is church just on one day a week or is it a daily thing? And I want to kind of kind of encompass that in the message and see what's going on here so many times we just go yeah I went there checked the box and everything but to me how is it impacting your work your family the way you spend your money the way you, you, you work about things are you diligent about it and while I was putting this together like I said I said Lord when I get up in the morning I'm going to share and do because you called me to do this it's easy to want to sleep a little longer how about y'all anybody like sleeping in it's easy to, to say you know what man you know what How about this? How about we just run a movie? Can you imagine that? Now, isn't it amazing? You'll be on time for work. You'll be on time for for the birthday parties, everything. But man, we can seem to drag just a little bit more going to church. I'm not coming down on anybody. I'll take you five after a quarter till. All right? I know things happen. But what would happen if we purposed in our heart, Saturday night, man, I can't wait to get to church. Man, you know what? I believe that God's got a fresh word for me. I believe that I'm going to make a difference there. See, a lot of the ministry that happens at church is not even in front of the pulpit. It's in the back when somebody's helping somebody, when somebody's serving somebody, when somebody's praying for somebody. And I just want you to look at that because so often we think, well, we've got the word, we're heading on out. Well, did you get the word? Because the word should make a difference in our life, just like it did with Thomas. I also found out as Thomas was doing a few things in his life, later on after he had just really got a hold on this. And they always talk about he's the doubting Thomas. I found out later that he went all the way to India and he ended up preaching the gospel all over there and ended up dying. Somebody stabbed him in the back with a, with a spear. That didn't sound like a guy that was just halfway in. It sounded like a guy that was totally connected. Amen. We all have bumps and bruises in our faith. Okay. We all sometimes pull back and stuff. But today, let's turn around and jump back in. Let's jump back in. So look at this. Last verse. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen, you have believed it's going to get real heavy right here. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Yesterday was a regular day for me. Get up in the morning, take care of mama. Went ate my breakfast, hung out with my friend. Come on down the road. I was on Mercury Boulevard and know exactly where I was at. And I was thinking about this message. And I'm going to write down what the Lord share with, from what I wrote down with the Lord shared with me yesterday. I was right there, right about Andrews Boulevard, turning on, going down to mom's. And the Lord laid this on my heart. And I thought about this because I said, Lord, how can I make sure that I convey this? Because people say, well, Thomas believed because he saw. That's easy. And I said, Lord, I don't know anybody that wouldn't want to see you. I think that'd be cool. See, because I know I can go boldly to the throne of grace. That's how I talk to God, not out of disrespect. I am just have a relationship with the Lord. I am very grateful and I'm very humble that any of us that know Jesus Christ can speak to the Lord. Right? So I'm having this conversation sitting there. And I said, Lord, I know that it'd be so cool if we could just see you. But I know what your word says, right? Blessed are those who have not seen, yet believed. This is what the Lord laid on my heart. Just as clear as if I'm talking to you right now. Can you see the wind? I answered, no, Lord. It's just, I see the effects of it. Then he hit me with this. Can you see love? I said, no, Lord. But I see the actions of it. Can you see hope? I said, no, but I feel it. Are you ready for this? That's what he landed on my heart. Mm-mm-mm. He said, you know what? The very things you need to live are the very things you have never seen, yet you know they're true. You know they are around you, just as I am true and always near. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed." I didn't come up with that. I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm thinking, man, be careful on this corner. You're going to flip mama's eggs over. And the reason I say that is because God shows us stuff in the middle of our everyday thing. Lord, I sure would love to see you. I don't know anybody that wouldn't want to see you. But I know that's where our faith comes in. And immediately, I'll go through it again. Do you see the wind? See, I see the effects of the wind. Don't you? Do you see love? I see love in action. Immediately when he asked me that, I saw the cross just like this. Do you see hope? You know what the Lord just gave me a vision of when that when he was on that? The empty tomb, man. The empty tomb. But time to stop light change. God had just man, I'm probably ooh, my arms. The time to stop like God had just showed me three things of the gospel. We're going to keep on rolling with that. Hey, look at this. It'd be great to see things. It doesn't take much faith when you see it. But I'm going to tell you what. God is in the revealing Himself to us in all different ways through his word, through his creation. And so I, I think today is that so many times we take things for granted. Do we take things for granted? A lot of times we do. I said this earlier. We're usually always one phone call away from something really good or something really bad. And how you receive that phone call because of what you've been doing and being prepared and not doubting but believing, and we're going to get into that in a minute, will set your feet on the path of how you respond to those things. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. How many people are going to go down to Andrews Boulevard and pray? Amen. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. I'm going to get a drink of water on that. But that's a great thing that God will reach you and teach you anytime that we're available. Amen. Mm -mm -mm. So I want to break this out a little bit more. Got a few things here to share. Preaching and teaching. So we go back here, John 27. Then he said to Thomas, put your fingers here. See my hand. Reach your hand and put it on the side. Stop doubting. And he goes on. Just where we were here, Thomas said, my Lord and my God. Let's jump back here. As we go through this here, we can start seeing real fast. God applies stuff right here, right now, as we move through life. Man, we need to stop doubting and believe. It's a choice, like I said earlier today. Choose to believe. You believe in the wind, right? You believe in love, right? And surely you believe in hope or you wouldn't be sitting here. And that's what he's showing me today. If you think about it, there's really more proof about Jesus than any of the other things we spoke of. Let's take a look at this. Look at this. There's an empty tomb. Look what the Bible says here. 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 3. Now, if anybody wants to know where the gospel is in the, in the Bible, it's, it's 1, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians fifteen, one through 4. I'm going to jump right on in here. Look at this. This is Paul talking later, right? He says, I passed on to you what was most important and what has also been passed on to me. And look what he starts telling them. Most important, ready? Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. He was seen by Peter and then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by, how many does that say? 500 followers. Did you all know that? At one time. Most of them who were still alive when he wrote that, but those some had died. Then, look what he says. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. And then he talks about him later on. He said, last of all, As though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. The Lord revealed himself. Over 500 people saw him. Many of us in in the time when Paul was writing this were still alive that saw that. Look at that right there. He appeared to the apostles. He appeared to to his brother. He appeared to all these folks. And then he ascended. Amen. Aren't you glad that he ascended into heaven so that he could send the Holy Spirit with us, we're going to get into that in just a little bit. The power of God working in us. The, person, the third person of the Trinity. But that's what I see here is so amazing. So look at this. As we go through here, I said, this is a powerful truth, man. And, and see, when we get together in fellowship, it continues to grow our faith. We draw the strength from the presence of God. We become the force of evil, force against evil, and stepping on that devil's toes. As we're building up one another in the Lord. Let me tell you, when things of the devil come in, we can stand on the promises of God. Because we got faith. So I'm trying to unpack this whole case for you so that you'll have faith, you'll be encouraged in that. You know, we said, yeah, we know Jesus died on the cross, we know that he rose, and, 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 and he rose on the third day, and we go that. that's the gospel message. But what do we do with it the rest of the time? It's only been a week. It's been one week since we celebrated that. Think about it, be truthful. How has that impacted your life this week, the last seven days since you were here? How has that revolutionized your life, or is it business as usual? You know, we started off just kind of casual, but, but only you know the answer. Are you say, was anybody excited about coming to the resurrection service? Right? That's my favorite time of the year. But see, what happens is, the Lord showed me, don't just keep it a one-time-a-year thing. It's 364 more days I need you working for me. I chose you. I want you to work this out. I want you to be available. I want you to preach the word. I want you to share that. I want you to be the fingerprints of Christ. I want you to keep moving. How about you? So look at this. We keep moving on. And that's when we come along. Anybody ever get a little wore down and tired? Absolutely. You can get so wrapped around a wheel, right? Get so wrapped around a wheel. We got to do this, you know? How many people are going to share a little bit of this message tomorrow at their work, at their workplace? I'm not saying you got to get up, stand up on the lunchroom table and say, let me tell you about my Jesus. But if he tells you to, you might want to. But you know what? Are you going to take the same, I'll call it a heartitude, attitude with you when you leave here? I want to walk in the power of the resurrection each and every day. But it's a choice. It's a choice for every one of us. Well, you don't know what I'm going through. Well, you don't know what I'm going through. Why we want to compare. See, when we look side to side, we're only going to get the best here. But if we look straight up and focus our eyes on God, we get everything. We get the whole total package, man. Am I the only one excited in here? Somebody's excited, right? I get excited, man, because when I look side to side, I don't care about who's got this or what's going on here, how they did it, how I got passed over on a raise, everything else. Man, I get excited because I the big God called me to share his message. How about you? He's called you to share the message. It might not be in front of this thing, but it might be in your family. It might be in the car wash. It might be at at, at Home Depot. I don't know, but I'm going to tell you what. He gives us opportunities all the time to be this right here to somebody, to be a Bible, be a living Bible. But if you just keep it shut all the time, guess what? All they see is a cover. Man, I'll tell you what. I want to open that thing up. I want to experience life. Amen. I want to take my fingers, right? Instead of running in the the holes of Jesus, I want to run my fingers through the word of God. I want want to insert myself inside the story. Lord, you were thinking about me when you wrote this. You were thinking about me. Lord, you know what? While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I'm claiming that, man. That's all right, isn't it? Hey, did did you think that God would ever use your life? Did you ever think so? Because I'm going to tell you what. I did not think so. I always thought that he'd say, that guy right there. Don't do what he does. You know? went with Jesse to the gym. I want to be clarified that I went with Jesse to the gym. I didn't go to the gym. I went with Jesse to the gym. (laughs) There's a difference, right? And I was talking to a guy, and he was lifting weights and everything, and he was sweating, and I was, yeah, how's it going? But see, my workout wasn't in the physical end. My workout was in the spiritual end. And I got to share the message of the cross with him. And I got to share about Jesus. Got to invite him to to church sometime. And I pray that he'll come sometime with his family. But see, in that moment, it wasn't about that I wasn't behind a pulpit. In in that moment, I was in a place that I had the opportunity to speak Jesus, to speak life into somebody's life. See, we spend so much time pumping up and doing all this stuff, which is great. But how much are you doing spiritually? Are you pumping up spiritually? Are Are you doing this? Are you doing a little... Little aerobic reading, you know, building your spirit. Because guess what? As many people know here, right? This body starts getting a little wear and tear. I was teasing the other day. I told I told my boys. I said, Well, you know, something happens, I just want you to know. Look, don't spend a lot of money on a funeral or anything like that. Just go ahead and and, and we'll just go ahead and do a uh, you know cremation and everything else. And my my loving son said, That's cool, Dad. With your knees, we gonna make a, 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 a little wind chime for my fake knees. <laughs> You love me, right? But see, we try to take it light. Because you know what? We can joke about that because they know where dad's going. Hey, next time you hear that thing jingling, they say, is that Pastor Buddy? <laughs> I'm walking with Jesus, man. I don't, need, I don't need those fake knees. I was like, ching, 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 ching. Yeah. But you know, sometimes it's, it's just fun to just, just, just you know what? Uh, you got to laugh at yourself sometimes. But We are serious about what God's doing. And the reason we can laugh and the reason we can have peace in those situations, that, you know, people say, I can't believe, it. that don't make no difference. I'm just mad I didn't think of it. That's funny. That's funny right there. I don't care who you are. That's funny. But you know what? I ain't going to need them. How about you? I ain't going to need that. I don't know if I have a mullet or not in heaven like that, but it's okay. You'll be able to see. He's, a, he's the loud guy that's trying to hug Jesus. Everywhere Jesus goes, going to be like this. I'm going to be just like that, man. I do. Ever since I was little, man. Something happens, like, Mom, just hold me. Hold me. I get there. I'm not kidding. He'd be going like, okay. And Jesse used to be like that, but he's too cool now. When he was little, when he was little, man, when he was little, I called him this. I called him Tick Boy. Because he would get on the side of me like this. All right, Jesse, how you going? Yeah, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Yeah, okay. Hey, Dad, we going to play something? We going okay, okay, Jesse, we going, we going to. How I miss those days now. Because guess who's the tick man? Hey, man, what's going on? <laughs> Jesse, yeah, yeah. Hey, Jess, can I? You know, Dad, my friends are coming over here in a minute. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> but then sometimes, so sometimes I tease him. I tell him, I, I talk to his buddies when they come over there, and they go, Jess, your dad's cool. And Jess goes, you don't live with him. Right, You know, that's what all the guys say. I used to say that with my dad. We go fishing. My dad's out there and hanging out and everything. Everybody want to hang out with my dad and stuff. I'm over here. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't tell you to cut the grass. He didn't tell you you he's taking a motorcycle away, did he? Yeah. You know? But that's the thing, man. A relationship. Sometimes in those relationships, there's different seasons. But you know what? With God, he's working them all together. I went to a church one time. It was so I love going to revivals because people just get all up in the word. And I went, I went to a little church down here off of Catherine's neck down there somewhere. And I walked in there, it was real easy to find me. I just give that. How you doing? I said, How y'all doing? Y'all gonna talk about Jesus? I said, Yeah. And I said, so they so they said, uh they, they was I guess they thought, man, this guy, this long-haired guy, what is he doing up in here? Right. So they said, said, I said, yeah, I do a little preaching. They said, you got a card? I think they're running my numbers in the back or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they treated me so good. But I had never seen anything like this. They got out there. I mean, this was a place where they go. Lord, I got a testimony. And The keyboard's going. I'm going, I like this. I mean, I couldn't even stand down, I was up like this, I was up like this. I was standing back and forth, I was up back and forth. Man, I said, man, I'm getting an aerobic workout here for Jesus. And they turned around, and the choir started singing. And they had somebody with a tambourine, this is the day, this is the day. Run their hand right through the thing. This is the day, the Lord the Lord. I said, this is awesome, man. I'm not kidding, man, they're getting with it. So anyway, I went the whole week. I called everybody, I said, man, we got to go to this revival, this is awesome. And man, they introduced everybody there, they introduced everybody. And I'm going to tell you what, I believe from the youngest person to the oldest person could have heard them. I didn't know who the preacher was at first. Because somebody started out, they were singing, and this lady started giving a testimony. I said, well, I guess I'm going to write some notes down here. I guess she's preaching. No, she's just somebody in, in the crew. She said, Lord, you didn't have to wake me up today, but you did now. And they're go going, bam, bam, bam. I said, Lord, you ain't had to wake me up, but you did now. Sometimes you're my lawyer. Yeah, I said, yeah. Sometimes you're my doctor, baby. I was like, go, go, go. Woo, man. I was sweating. I ain't even breathe. I said, get him, get him. And then they brought the drums. Go, I was like, man, this is cool. Right? But the thing that got me one day, about the third time I was in there, I was sitting and the guy was preaching. And there was a big muscle dude back in the choir. I thought he was sleeping. He was preaching, man, I was preaching, I was taking notes, That's good. And all of a sudden, I heard this blood curdling. Mmm, yeah, mmm, yeah. Lord, I got a testimony. I was like, what? Oh, Lord. I didn't know. Everybody say, tell them now. I didn't know now. If I was going to get out of bed or not. And the guy started, but, but see, I'm not making fun. I loved it, man. Because they were not afraid to share what God had been doing in their life. And then we go to other places, and they go, hey, how you doing? Yeah, you sit right there. Yeah. So we kind of just kind of fall in between there, you know? Everybody's in there. That's good. Yes, I go. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. But that's it. That's so good, though. But see, like I said, when I grew up, I didn't go to church. I went once when I was 5, once when I was 30. And when I started playing guitar, my buddies that were rock and rollers that were getting saved, they say, hey, look, man, we need you to do some music. i want to preach this revival. A couple of my other buddies got saved. They're preachers. And I said, where are we going? They told me where we're going. I'm going, All right. I was like, dude, I don't know any of these songs. I don't, even, I don't even read music. I mean, on those things, I'm looking at little chord charts. And trying to go like that. And I'm following Miss Tanya and everybody else. I don't know what's going on. I'm just all caught up in the moment. I'll never forget. They had a drummer and a keyboard lady over there. I said, uh, and somebody would just grab a book like this and start singing. And I'm over there on my guitar. I don't know what key. I don't know what. And the lady kept on the keyboard. She said, I think it's in G, baby. Let's roll. Dee, 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 dee. <laughs> I just, I just play that G. Play that G. And, man, they were praising the Lord. Boom, digga, boom, digga, boom, digga, boom. See, they didn't get all formal. They didn't get all wrapped around the wheel. Everything else, it's got to be this way or that way. They were just happy about what God had done for them. And, man, I loved it. I loved it. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you, I broke out a big lead break. She said, take it, baby. I was like, Man, I was living large, man. I was like, there you go, Jesus. Now, mm, 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 mm. how y'all doing? Got all the starch and everything like that? Because I don't believe that it's going to be all starchy when we get to heaven. Here we go. Excuse me. Now serving praise number 4,462. Lord. Man. I just don't believe it's going to be like that. You see everybody, man, when you read through the Bible, you hear holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Woo! Man, I'm going to tell you what, I'm, you're going to see me running. I'm going to be jumping. <laughs> just like, I'm telling you, I get excited thinking about it right now. Can you imagine that? So, so take a little bit of that with you, because it starts now. Now, I'm not saying get out there and get crazy. Probably too late for that. Everybody, about three people done flipped off the online. Hey, losing their mind. Well, see, this is what I'm saying is we get all wrapped around the wheel. See what happens when you don't come here? You need to come on in. I have no idea where I'm at on these notes today. But I'm going to tell you what. Man, don't forsake the assembly, man. Believe and enjoy the fellowship because I'm going to tell you, every time we do, man, we are blessed. Amen. Put to action what God's showing you. I'm going to get back in here. Ready? You know why I get so excited? Because I've been restored. Somebody say Restored. All right. Look at this. I'm going to read this. I love this out of Colossians, start with two thirteen. You were dead because of your sin, and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Look at this. Then God. All right. Mm, Man, that's powerful. Then God made you alive with Christ, for He forgave all your sins. He canceled the record of the charges against you. It took away. It took it, it took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, He disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by the victory over them on the cross. Man, live with that every day. When something, when your problem starts getting a little size to it, just knock it in the head with that. There you go. Come on, man. And when I start thinking about this, hey, we were, we were in desperation, and then we turned around and got restoration. We didn't, we didn't deserve it, but Jesus loved you so much that he made a way. Man, I want to encourage you guys to look at that, man. Look at that. Look all back through Bible times when, when, when a, uh, a debt was paid or a slave was, was paid his way out to get freedom, man. They put a note on the doorpost, paid in full. Let me tell you what. Every time I go through my house, I think about this. Turn around. You see them little? I'm gonna move over here. See this right here? Little post right here? I'm thinking about. Man, look at that. I want to put it right there. Paid in full. Done. That's it. Lord has 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 made it available to all of us. Do we turn around and grab hold of that? How many people got notes on the home, which the house was paid for? Yeah. The biggest investments that you'll ever make, and I bet you it's going to feel good when that day comes, right? But something greater has been paid for. Something that you could never afford. Something that you could never work hard enough, long enough, any of those things. Then your salvation was paid for. And like Thomas said many, many times, we get wrapped around salvation that we're not going to spend eternity in hell, but we're going to spend eternity in heaven. But there's so much more in that. It's so much more. See, you know, I wanted to share something else. I, I probably got a little ahead of myself back here. But, yeah. You remember what the Lord showed me oh, uh, the other day, like I said on there? When he came in, I'm going to re, re, regroup a little bit. Talking about when the disciples were there on Sunday. He said he breathed out on them, right? And I thought about the question the Lord asked me. Do you see the wind? Breathing life out. Let me think of that wind, right? Do you see the love? I saw the cross. Do you see the hope? I see the empty tomb. See, think about that. So when we go through these things, you've been restored because of all those things. We've got victory in Jesus from the cross. Let's keep on going. And look at this. Bound in Hebrews, I pulled in some, some scripture here just to pull all this together. In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified by blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. For all those that rode by, including me, that a sign said, saved by the blood of the Lamb. And you said, I will never go in that place. I'm scared to death. What are they doing in there? That's why. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Jesus had to pour his blood out. It was a life for a life. And he did it willingly. Will you receive that? Hey, thinking about being restored. You ever had a surgery and it comes out good and you've got the use of your arm? Or your leg or your knee, you've been restored. You ever been through a relationship and God works it out and it's been restored? Or something in your family was disjointed and it's been restored? It's something to celebrate, right? Remember that our sinful nature separated us from God, and now because of what Jesus Christ has done, we've been restored. See, that's why people are jumping up and saying, man, hallelujah. Man, that's why people are excited about that. How can we sit on the sidelines of life when we understand what Christ has done for us? The guys at work all the time. Say, so, man, you get excited about that, don't you? Yes, I do. I get excited in the at food line. I get excited wherever. When I start thinking about this, man, because I'm going to tell you what. I don't have a real good track record. How about you? My track record was not great. Some days, it's still not great, but I go back to this. Even though it was a one-time deal for Christ, it carries through for eternity. You see what I'm saying? Never going to tell you just live in any old way. I'm saying, live in the fullness of the restoration because of what Christ's done for you. And when we do that, guess what? Then we want to follow. Let's keep on rolling. So when we talk about follow Him, how does that look? In the way that you live and the way that you love. Do people know that Jesus is the Lord of your life? Not just because you talk about it. Not just because you got the fish sticker on your car. Not just because you can quote a couple scriptures and stuff. But because the way you live and the way you love. can't separate that. If you really love God and he's got a hold of your heart, it's going to spill out in the areas of your life. There's no other way around it. It's going to spill out. I used to think a lot about stuff. I like stuff. Cars, guitars, things, you know, motorcycles, stuff. And, and growing up, my big thing was the guitar. And I worked at a guitar shop, man. And one of the ways I, that I guaranteed that I would be still staying at the guitar shop when they'd have something that I like, I would say, can I buy that on time? Which meant I would be working for free basically just to pay it back. I probably should still be working there, all the stuff that I got over time. It was stuff. And I was very funny about my stuff. You know, somebody said, well, can I play that guitar? I said, yeah, yeah, but, you know, be easy with that. Because, you know, they only made so many of them. You know, that's very expensive, you know, all the stuff. I'm very thankful for the things that I have. But you know what now? It's just stuff, man. There is no pressure. Now, I don't want to see somebody tear, tear the stuff up. And I don't want to just not appreciate the things of God. But I'm going to tell you what. Loan the stuff out don't make no difference to me. Mike, you ever play the Gold Top, Les Paul, 1974? You know, I was thinking about getting, I'm going to take this one. See what you think. Okay. It's just stuff. Share that stuff. I don't need 13 guitars. I shouldn't have said that. My wife would have me sell them. <laughs> take that off there. <laughs> but I like them. <laughs> but you know what? I don't mind sharing. The reason I bring that up is because I try to be very transparent about stuff. What is it that's in between you and living and loving like God? Because if it becomes my guitar, I need to get rid of it. If it becomes my car, I need to probably change my attitude. If it becomes my house or my job, I need to change my attitude. Nothing should come between there. And I know some days it does, preaching to me first. But I got to recalibrate that all the time. Nothing wrong with stuff, but God's so much better. And I wouldn't even have anything if it wasn't for him. And I'm not talking about physical stuff. I wouldn't be standing up here talking. I wouldn't have a great family. I wouldn't have an amazing church family. I, I wouldn't have the hope that the Lord talked about. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any of those things. How about you? Because it always starts with Jesus, and it, and, it, and it works through with Jesus, and it ends with Jesus, but does it really end? Because we got life. For eternity. Let's keep on going. You know, I ask you, do people realize who you follow? Action speaks louder than words that everybody said. Amen, right? You know? Mm-mm-mm. What is your life saying to others? Let's go back to this again. Will something touch your heart today that you share with somebody else, maybe tomorrow, that will draw them closer to Jesus Christ? See, let me ask you, when I was telling you about these churches that I visited, did you want to go? Yeah? Yeah? Well, you say, man, that's cool. It's cool. I mean, I was there every week. Every week, I went, I went for like six years, and, and the one time I didn't end up going uh, was when my dad was sick. And the following year, I went, they said, man, where were you last year? I said, I had a few things going on, but I missed out because I enjoy that. Why do we have to wait for a revival to get charged up on the word of God? We should have a revival daily. We should have a revival every Sunday. Man, every time we open the word of God, every time we think about what Christ has rescued us from and been restored from. Then we should be walking with him. Here you go. Are your responses out of love or a list? We can get like that and just be honest. I mentioned that sometimes. Sometimes it's like, man, I got to hook the trailer up. I got to do this. Sundays is a long day. Not complaining, just saying, cuz I want I I'm going to be real truthful with you. Longest day of the week for me love doing what I'm doing everything else not a complaint I'm thankful to do it but if I'm not careful I go oh man I still got to make 14 phone calls I got to check on mom I got to do this I got to do the Bible study homework I got to do this I got to be at work tomorrow don't forget I got to do the revival got two messages this week blah 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 and next thing you know I'm grumbling and it's the very thing I love to do not grumble but do to that and I said well you know what I'm going to see what I can do today and the next thing you know when I start focusing on Lord, boom 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 Lord starts giving me what I need The Lord will give you what you need. Anybody grumbling? Don't raise your hand because they're going to know it's you anyway. Right? Everybody sit like this. Everybody everybody just went like this. We can grumble sometimes. Start it with me first. I know I can do that. Lord, help me. I don't want to be a grumbler, I want to be a blessing. Lord, help me to count my blessings. Help my life uh, to look like love of you. Help me my actions to speak louder than words. What are, what are others saying about your life? Not so much what, what the neighbors think, but I want to be a resource for them to know about Jesus. I want to be a resource for, for Jesus. Amen? I don't want to be a roadblock for Jesus. I don't want to be a stumbling block for Jesus. I want to be an on-ramp for Jesus. Amen? And you know what? People watching all the time. People watching all the time, right? And you know what? I always say, look to the Lord, don't look to a man. I don't want to let anybody down, but I probably will. But I want to keep pointing to Jesus, because I know that his grace and mercy is fresh every day. Look at this. How are they going to know us, right? John thirteen thirty five says, By this everyone will know you are my disciples, if you love one another. See, a lot of times we love one another, but we don't like them too much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love you, but I ain't liking you right now. Stay in that love. Stay in that. As I, as I deal with more people and the guy in the mirror, I think about the grace of God. How many know the guy or the gal in the mirror can be your worst enemy? He can do the woulda, shoulda, coulda. He knows everything you shoulda done, didn't do, shoulda said, shoulda did, all that. And if you start playing into it, boy, the devil will get on there like this. Yeah, hawks. got him now. I'm going to ride them on down. I'm here to tell you to shake it off. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And don't worry about the past. Watch for the future. But the future starts right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. See what I'm saying? Right now! What are you going to do different? What are you going to do this week? What goals have you set? What's going on? How are you, how are you going to let your life be used and your light be sh- shown for that of the gospel? Man, I want to encourage you today. Man, look at that. They're going to know you by your love. So look at this. Consider God's love for you. If I start this, I'm going to put that little finger right there. There, all right? When I consider God's love for me, And I'd sit there and meditate on that for just a minute. Who am I to jump on somebody else? Who am I to tell you you got this wrong or that wrong or this or anything else? Hey, don't get me wrong. I think we should take the word and encourage others to follow the word. But do it lovingly. Amen. I want to win people to Jesus. I don't want to beat them to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? You need to get to church, man. Come off the high ropes. Come on, tag up my house. Come on. You know? (laughs) There's probably places like that. But you know what? I pray that they see in my life that, that, that we love, folks. I pray that they, they see that, you know what, that we're willing that, to, to be open and say, yeah, man. I sat with my buddy at breakfast yesterday, and we had a long conversation. And, and, and I shared a few things, and he shared a few things. And I said, man, you know, I hate that, you, that you're going through this, man, but I'm going to be praying about that. And I got ready to leave. And he says, pray for me. I said, yeah. I don't care how many people's in there. I don't care what the deal is. Doesn't make no difference to me. Matter of fact, if they want to start a line, I'll start praying for them too. But there was a time I was like, real quick. used a, a young guy in my life for about six months transformed my life. I'd been saved very short order didn't even know what that meant. I knew that I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I wasn't going to hell. I was just trying to figure out why some of the stuff in the Bible was read. And why didn't they just say page 3 instead of John three sixteen. I mean, you know, I didn't understand anything. But I knew that Jesus had come into my life. And I needed Jesus. And I saw this young guy sit with me uh, at work. And we worked on a few things for about six months. And still one of my best friends, Kenny Green. Man, I saw him living it out. And I was like, wow, I'm not saying Kenny's perfect. But I love me some Kenny Green now. That guy really took a hold of my life. And I'm thinking, but I'm the older guy. Don't get wrapped around your age. Get wrapped around what Jesus is doing and who Jesus is putting in your life. And I remember, I remember him talking about, he said, man, I want to take off and I want to be able to go to do this mission trip and I don't know if I have enough vacation and all this. I'm a young believer. I'm going, you taking your vacation to go build a hut somewhere? He said, yeah, man, I hope I got enough money. I've been saving some money. I was like, you gotta pay for it too. I'm just being honest. I, I didn't I didn't understand anything. And then I remember this we were in the shop and everybody was doing stuff. And he goes, You know what? I tell you what, we just need to pray about that just right now. And I was like, And Kenny took his hat off and he just went, we're gonna pray about this, and I'm going. There's people in the shop. They're looking, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of doing this. Man, I hope you don't pray long, right? I'm that guy now. <laughs> now I'm like, hey man, let's just pray, man. You know why? I don't even know. I, I, I don't even know why I felt like that, but I did. So, so guess what? Got to work with you where you are. I worked with Kenny for about six months. Kenny got me started in ministry and different things like that, and many other people. You know, I was still playing in the clubs and stuff, and I was doing this big guitar solo. And there's this part that I jump up and I put the guitar behind my head and everything else. And Kenny's with his Bible school teacher. He goes, "That's the guy." I'm going, "Why are you here?" That's the guy that God's going to use. You know, I'm going to cry before I finish this up. I'll tell you. I'm like, "Why are you here?" He said, "God's going to use you. you just don't know it yet." I didn't know it yet. And then, then the things of the world start using me up, but the things of God was filling me up. And he says, hey, man, we want you to come play for our youth group. You don't want me to come play for your youth group. Do they like Van Halen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, but just tell them what God's doing in your life. I don't know what God's doing in my life. I know that he sent somebody in my life to help me see what he was doing to mentor me, to do that, and then a few things would go by. And then, you know, I, I won't get through all of it, man, but just, you know, you've heard about God used a man on his deathbed and all these different things, and different people, and a little old lady on the organ said, Honey, I know God's got a plan for you. I want you to play this music. I want you to do this. And God started in my life right where I was. Lord, I know you're not done yet. Keep on using me. How about that? Are you willing to say, Lord, I'll follow you. Use me. Right where I am, I'm going to bring this thing on home. If you got your Bibles and you turn to John chapter uh, 20 and verse 30 and 31, it says this here. And I love the heading. It, it should probably say it in your Bible too. It says, the purpose of John's gospel. The purpose of the gospel. Ready? Look at this. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, probably because they wouldn't fit. All right? But these are written that you may believe That Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Man, come on. That's why it's here. That's why you need to open it. You read through all the nuts and bolts and the pieces and all that. And he said, this is why I want you to believe who I am. This is what I want you to understand. I want you to believe that Jesus is who he said he is. Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, man. And look at this. And that by believing you may have life in his name. So i got a couple things for you to ponder here as we get ready to bring this to a close. Was Thomas a doubter? Going back to Thomas. Or was he really a believer who just asked a lot of questions and bore a lot of fruit? I want us to see that. And like I said, as I dug through that that man's life and did some different studying and stuff, found out, you know, over time, God used him diligently, diligently to turn around and proclaim the gospel. I see a lot of stuff on TV and they talk about everything else. Oh, God wants to give you a million dollars in a castle and this and all this. Don't, don't get wrapped around that. If you got Jesus, you got more than enough. You got more than enough. Amen. Matter of fact, you start looking around in your garage, you probably find out you got more than enough. And I want you to hear that today. But look at this. His doubt turned to faith with one touch of Jesus. With one touch of Jesus. Everything changed. When somebody gave me that Bible track and it said, if you die tonight, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? It started to change my life. It started to change my life. How about you? When you hear the message today and you're sitting here, you might have been here 20 times, 100 times, watched it for the first time, watched every video we ever did. Man, today, get the touch of Jesus in your life. How do I do that? I realize and I receive what Christ has done for me. Amen? So that you may believe. Look at this, man. One touch of the gospel could set you free. Has it given you... Power in your faith you said, buddy I've been walking with the Lord a long time you know but I just feel wore out poured out I've, I've had I've had loss in my life I've, I'm struggling in my life I've got this going on my kids are doing this I, I'm doing this it's tough in my life my job my this my this my that my this hey how about my God how about we do that why don't we start with this? my God is able never ever ever will I minimize somebody what they're going through but I will always do my very best to maximize what God has done and I want you to hear that today We walked through a lot of stuff today. We talked about the purpose of the gospel. We talked about Thomas and we could relate to him and and all those different things. And we see that after a week goes by, are we still fanning the flames of faith or are we just sitting on the sidelines, man? We talked about believing and being in the fellowship. We talked about that we've been restored by the blood of the lamb. We've been restored because of what Jesus Christ has done. How is that affecting you? How is that affecting you today? But not only how it affects you today, what are you going to do with when you leave, man? What are you going to do with when you leave? I remember one of my buddies used to say this word all the time I want to share with you. He said, uh, hey, you, you guys jamming tonight? Yeah, we're jamming tonight. You got, you got some new songs? Yeah, we got some new songs. Hey, hey you going to do guitar solo tonight? Yeah. He said, man, don't talk me to death. Get it, Gerald. Don't talk me to death. Go ahead and get it. Don't talk me to death. Go and get it. Grab hold of it. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. Receive it and say, you know what? Today, Lord, today is the day It's going to be a difference in my life. Today is the day that I'm going to turn things around. You know what? You know what we can do. We can do as far as turning around. Receive. I can't fix it. I can't change it. I can't. I can't operate it better than God. I can't do any of those things. But I can ask the Lord to help me. Are you willing to ask Him to help you? Are you willing to follow Him today? So, friends, as we get ready to pray, I pray that the Lord takes the message and makes it so much more than what I could ever do. But as we follow Him. As we walk in each day, Lord, give us a freshness. Give us a, 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 a another portion of your understanding and your wisdom and, and just revelation. So, Lord, that we can be that Mary of Christ. So that, Lord, that we can, we can be the church. Not the walls, not the building, but the family of believers that's going to make a difference while we're here. How many people know we're just passing through this? But I'm going to tell you what, when we leave here as believers, we know where we're going. And I don't know about you, I don't want nobody to go to hell. They say 150,000 people die a day. And you know what? If I could stay up all night and tell everybody about Jesus, that's fine. That's what the internet's for. We'll do that and just keep looping. Don't think that your testimony is worthless. It's powerful. It shows the fingerprints of a loving God, full of grace and mercy, and the power of victory in your life that you overcame by putting your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Let us pray. Lord, I pray today that someone here, someone online later will hear this with their heart and go, Lord, I need that. Today, right here, right now, bringing you to a point of decision. What are you going to do? Are you going to choose Jesus? Or are you going to reject him? And if you don't choose Jesus, friends, you really have rejected him. It's no halfway. There's no on defense. It's are we going to choose to follow Jesus? You say, what must I do, buddy, to follow Jesus? You know what? Receive him. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means we all have sin in our life. But we need a remedy for that. And there's one remedy, and his name is Jesus. Amen? He says if we believe in our heart, right? Confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. He says, you know what, I forgive your sin and set you in the family. He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. You say, buddy, you don't know my background. God did and he still died for you and he rose on the third day. You say, but you don't know, even on the way to church, I was arguing with this person and everything else and I got a lot going on this week and you know what? If you got that much going on, you need to slow your roll and grab a hold of Jesus, amen? And let him guide your steps. I'm never going to tell you that everything's going to be perfect in your life and you never have any pain, never have any sickness, but I'll tell you this, you will never go through it alone and you can be secure in Christ as your advocate, as the one that will bring you in to that saving knowledge of himself and set you in the family of God. If that's you today, just look right here so I can pray with you. If that's you today, I want to pray with you. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Thank you for what you've done, Lord. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe that you are my Savior. And today I receive you by faith. Come into my life and forgive me of my sin. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. For those that are watching, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed yourself. I'd love to see you in person, but I want to tell you this. If you got any questions about anything that was said today, drop me a line. If you prayed that prayer today, drop us a line. We want to encourage you in the Lord, and we love you. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.